Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. I have a very special guest today. Her name is Amy, and she is from the Beloved Podcast. I'm so glad to have her here with me today. She is a dating coach, and she was also in the Nordstrom area for 18 years. Everyone, please welcome Amy. Hi. Nice to be here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited as well. So let's just dive right into it. Let's just have you tell some of my listeners about yourself, where you live, a little bit of your history. Yeah. So I recently left corporate America. So like you said, I was with Nordstrom for 18 years and did a variety of different things all within leadership. So coaching was such a huge part of my career and my job. And I managed a ton of people and had huge teams and ran multi-million dollar businesses and thousands of employees. So it felt like a really natural pivot to make to go into professional coaching. And while I do support some leadership coaching and have some clients that I work with on developing their leadership style, I'm really personally passionate about supporting women to enhance enhance their dating life. So I mostly work with women who are mid thirties, approaching that 40 age, maybe a little bit just beyond to take control of their dating life and stay in control of their dating life. And that is really the key there is to stay in control of what's happening. And my mission is really just to help women enhance their dating life and make positive changes that I hope help enhance their total life. So that's what I work on. I love that. And I love that you're like, you're such a great advocate for women and dating and and all of that like I feel like there's nothing better than women supporting women because you obviously have had you know your experiences in dating and I definitely want to get into some of that so just so our listeners know what would you say is your like your dating experience like you were you on the apps were you kind of meeting people in person let's just like get into that first yeah I mean I guess while working all those 18 years at Nordstrom I was also navigating the muddy waters of my personal life and dating. And most of my 20s, I lived in Chicago and I was just having fun as a single girl in the city. And I could have cared less about being in a serious relationship or settling down by any means. So I did some dating, but not a ton of dating in Chicago. Mm -hmm. When I turned 29, so I guess about 11 years ago, I moved to Washington, D.C. And I had some friends, but they were getting married and settling down. I'm like, oh, maybe I should actually get serious about this dating thing, right? Um, So I would say, yeah, variety. I met some people in the wild, certainly, and dated some Mm -hmm. men that I met in a bar and would start talking to and dating. And then I would say the majority of the men that I've dated over the last probably eight or so years were men that I met on the app. So I am Mm -hmm. very pro dating app. I think if you're out there, and you're trying to find a relationship, then you got to use all the tools available to you. And I think that that's a really great tool that's readily available. And the things, the negatives that you face in dating apps are the negatives of dating to begin with, right? It's just the apps enhance it. The apps enhance it because you're meeting more people, but I've had good luck and I also attribute that to the fact that I don't take it that personally. I don't 
feel any kind of rejection when someone just deletes me because I said like one random thing. I also don't get that invested in like, you know, that right right away. Like I I kind of am very realistic as to like what that process looks like. So I think therefore I see it in a pretty positive way. But I've had probably a handful of relationships, probably about five that I would consider boyfriends in the last probably eight years. And some of them end it. Okay. Some of them end it magically. Some of them end it in stories that you wouldn't believe if you saw it on a movie. Uh, that has been my dating life. So it's just been a little bit of everything. That's awesome. I mean, I kind of am the same as you. I've definitely had, you know, my fair share of dating app relationships. And then I would say maybe like when I was younger, I met some people like through college or, you know, through friends, but I would say the majority of the last call it six years, I've been on like the dating apps. And I would say my past two relationships have been on like through the dating apps and and I mean there's so there's so much about like dating apps that I definitely there's always the hard stuff but like you were saying there's so there's so many good things about dating apps and honestly it's 2021 we have the technology right at our fingertips so why not meet through a dating app like there's so many people that I feel like have like very negative outlook on the dating apps and I know that you also agree of just like you know what just go for it and just just put yourself out there obviously if you're ready and you're in the right situation but I'm I'm totally pro dating apps. That's how I met my boyfriend. And yeah, and I did just think that they're they're super helpful. They're super awesome. And even if you like, I don't know about you, but I've been on some date like some dates through dating apps and I'm like still friends with some of the guys. Like, you know, maybe we didn't have the romantic connection or maybe I just didn't see them like that. But like I've, you know, kept in contact with a few of them and and we're friends, you know, we're still friends on social media. We don't necessarily like hang out but you know I would consider them still friends yeah. um, so I think that that's really cool too of just like not just ending it because oh I didn't like the person but if they're like a, a decent human like why not just be a friend you know yeah I'm really hoping for that now that I just moved a few weeks ago from DC to Wilmington North Carolina and I'm back on the apps I took a little hiatus yeah. right because I'm like right. I don't want to start anything with anyone I'm leaving that's um, so true and so I took a little hiatus and now I'm back on the apps and I am really hoping somebody like I had a call with someone last night you know and I was like oh, yeah I don't know if there's like a connection here you like really reminded me of an ex pretty hardcore and I was oh. like eh. An ex that I like and I have is in good standing. But still, yeah. I was like, maybe he'd want to be friends though. He doesn't have that many friends here either. So I'm yeah. a person and I'm friend zoning him. But still, um, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe I'll take the dogs out for, you know, a little walk or something. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. But it I feel is like- funny. So on the dating app note though, since I have become a dating and relationship coach, I'm very focused. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like laser focused. I look at it with such right. a different lens now than I did a year ago, even. Definitely. And, and these profiles are atrocious. I mean, oh. and, and so you said, you know, with women, Seriously. they're so, they can be kind of negative about how they approach mm-hmm. it. I'm like, and if you feel that way, chances are it comes out in your profile somewhere. And that's why you're that not getting so the results true. you want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, 
funny story about the so you know like the dating the questions that they have on hinge that's where i met my boyfriend one of his responses was actually very negative and i almost like mm-hmm. x'd him out because i was like i'm like a very positive upbeat person and so i like you know i want my partner to also be similarly like positive not like a negative person i wouldn't necessarily say that he's a negative person but one of his questions was what like the question was what don't you want and his answer was something about being high maintenance and not that i'm high maintenance but i just was like oh i don't know if i like that but you know i like to get my nails done sometimes like i like certain things i'm super into fashion so like someone could maybe take that as high maintenance Oh, yeah. um, I got that. So it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. So that's like, that's my other passion is fashion. Haha, <laughs> that's yeah. pun intended there. But yeah, so so I guess a good segue would be red flags and deal breakers. That's going to be like the main topic today. So I feel like we could do this so many different ways, but I thought we could talk about maybe some certain situations that we've seen that were like, oh my gosh big red flag or like a huge deal breaker um so definitely one of mine would be if i was on a first date and the guy was like really rude to the waitress for instance Mm. big red flag like that's one of my biggest things is like if you're disrespectful to like someone that's doing their job and like coming up to us and asking us what we want for dinner and you're like snarky I went on a date like that once. He he was like, no, we're not ready yet. And I was like, I was mortified. I was like, how can you, how can you, that was a big red flag. Yeah. That's a huge one. And then, you know, the scary thing though is on the flip side of that is like one of the number one traits of people who have like narcissistic characteristics and narcissistic disorder really is uh-huh. they are so nice to those kind of people. So it's yeah. like there's a huge mass. So it's like That's- you don't know which one. <laughs> That's so true. Because yes, definitely like the rude to wait staff and just rude to people in general, like that hot temper is what you want to look out for, right? So that's just kind of that instantly aggressive, like just the aggressiveness. Right. (laughs) I think that's a huge one. And just always trusting your instinct. Yeah. Like, hey, I have a bad gut feeling like I don't know. I don't know about this guy, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's something that I'm always like hyper aware of, of just like, how am I feeling right now during this day? Like, am I getting a good vibe? Am I not getting a good vibe? I feel like that's definitely like a really good thing to have. Like just trust your gut, you know? I, yeah, I, I agree. And I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that women make is that they don't Mm -hmm. check in with themselves. And a lot of that is because there's so much pressure to find that relationship and to find someone Mm -hmm. to date that we ignore things that we are seeing and that we are feeling. And it's like, but I like him. (laughs) (laughs) Or he has a good job. You know, like all the like superficial things that we can't really like put words on. Yeah. And we forget to kind of be like, but I got this pit in my stomach the minute I left. And then he didn't respond to me for a day. Like I felt like, mm-hmm. you know, and that we don't listen to that. Yeah, I know. I feel like can kind of after the day, I always kind of feel it out. And, you know, if we communicate afterwards and if there's a set, like if I'm into the person, you know, getting that second date, keep the communication going, obviously, if you feel it. But I, I would say, so yeah, it is, to me, it's a total deal breaker, right? Like it's not 
a red flag that he's a bad person. He just doesn't like yeah. you enough to tell right. you in a timely manner. Yeah. So to me, it's like we. I don't, I think red flags are more things that are like alert, alert, danger, like that you're going to engage in that are going to cause harm to you. Right. Like that's how I think of red flags, because if we just give a red flag to every guy who takes two hours to respond to a text message, it's like, well, that's all the time. Right. That would be (laughs) silly. Yeah. That is a good point. I've had situations where, well, I'm sorry, not me, my girlfriend, she went on a date, date was fine, didn't even tell her at all, you know, they'd been talking for weeks that he had kids. I had this happen with my last boyfriend. No way. Oh my God, tell me more. It wasn't weeks. It was date two. Uh He told me he had kids. And my instinct on dating profiles is that when I think women are great at saying they have kids because I think single moms feel this like sense of responsibility that it's just different. And I hate to stereotype people, but that's what I have found. And then with most men that I've dated that have kids, I find that they just don't respond to those prompts, right? So it's like, if they're just missing you on Hinge, it like you can scroll through like all the answers and you can just say that you have kids or you want kids or you're, you don't want more, right? You can just put that out there so that everybody knows and we're all on the same page. But when people just don't respond to those questions, in my experience, nine times out of 10, it's because they have kids and they don't want to tell you up front because they think then you won't swipe on them. So to me, it's a total fraud, right? And I I understand that. I think that you're starting in a lie. And Uh so I had this happen. My last boyfriend, it was one, that's the one I say, like, if I told you the story, people wouldn't even believe it. This happened on date. We had like a four and a half hour first date, talked about Uh everything. It was great. I walked away thinking like, oh, this is somebody that I'm going to date for a while, you know, like, And so, yeah. And then I went on date two with him and I just kind of had that feeling like that maybe he did have kids and was married and he didn't disclose it. So I actually, at some point it came into the conversation and I just asked mm-hmm. flat out. Good and for he you. said, well, I have two boys. And I was like, okay. Like, and, and he's like, is that a deal? And then I, I gave him that like, what? I tried to be calm about it, but I still was a little like, <sighs> caught off guard. Cause I'm like, what? Definitely. You, how did you not? And he goes, well, if that's a deal breaker for you, I understand and blah, blah, blah. Putting it like, uh, like it's my fault. Uh-huh. Right. And I said, the deal breaker is not that you have the kids. The deal breaker is that you didn't disclose that. I go, right. We talked for four hours and we've been texting now for a week every day. And I'm like, that's a huge part of your life. Right. Why wouldn't you tell me? Yes. Out of all the little things we talked about, you don't say that then it gets worse. So I was like, hesitant. that's when I, that was the first red, that was a red flag. That was a huge red flag. Okay. I proceeded anyway. I proceeded anyways, but I proceeded with caution for a couple more weeks. And I was like, okay, we'll see if there's other things. Right. Then I think either date three or date four, he had three kids, not two. And I think that he lied about the number of children he had. Yeah. And he's like, no, I said that. And like, no, 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 no. I, I remember everything everyone ever says to me. Same. But for some reason, like I was like, okay, let me put this into my, like, I wasn't seeing a lot else that I was like, very like, Ooh, I was like, well, 
I justified it for him, quite honestly. I made the excuses right. for him, or I, I chose to believe the ones he gave me. That was a mistake. Because <laughs> 10 months later, there were so many other things. So we won't get into that. But still, that is a huge red flag. So if you go out and people don't disclose those big life things, like I have been married, I do mm-hmm. have children, you know, like those are important things to know and to put on the table so that the person on the other side has a decision to make whether they find that comfortable. And like, if you are the person that was married or have kids, you need to do that because otherwise you're not giving the respect to that other person. And that's not starting things off on a very good foot. I agree. And I think that going back to your point on like them, not putting it on their dating app. Like, I think that's, that's not a great decision because you can see that right away and and you're not just getting all these people that are not okay with it because think about it if you go on a date and you don't disclose okay I have three kids I don't disclose I don't talk about it you're really false advertising that person to that person it's I think it's it's totally a fraud, like you were saying. Yeah, because it's a huge part of your life, right? Like, it's like, right. uh, if I'm going to date you, I have to know, like, that's why your schedule is like this. Or maybe that's why you're exactly. not going to respond to me on the nights that you have your kids. And like, that's okay. But I have to be able right. to be the one to decide if I'm okay with it. And maybe I don't want kids and I don't want to be a stepmother to your children. Like, I, exactly. I don't. Ultimately, I don't have a problem with it. That's not a deal breaker for me. The deal breaker is like not sharing it. But I've dated a lot of men and ones that never matriculated into much. That was the only one that matriculated into a relationship. But I've gone on several dates Mm -hmm. with men where they didn't have it in their profile. And it always, it always is true. Because if you don't have kids, you just say you don't have kids. Exactly. (laughs) The reason you deliberately don't respond to the question. I'm like, so you can respond that you're open to COVID type dating, but you can't respond that you have three children. Like, right. That's, that's <laughs> insane to me. And like, they're your children. You should be, pr- I mean, in my opinion, you should be proud of them. You I know? agree. Like, I agree. Why are you a profile pick? Like, right. I've had many relationships with men that have children. So I understand like the, you know, you're never really going to be first. That's a huge thing that I think that people really need to take into consideration when they're dating people with children, that for the most part, you're never going to be first. The kids will always be first. You're always going to be second. That's something that I've experienced. And then just, you know, the scheduling, like obviously you're not going to meet the children probably for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. One of my friends, um, she actually was with someone for like two years and she never, like he had teenage children and she never ever met them and I thought that that was a huge red flag because it it's like is. they yeah. were so serious and so in love and but like, are they you're not even a part right, of this other right. half of his life yeah and I was like in my opinion when you're with someone with children like you want to see them in their element yeah. with their children and that part of them because that's a huge part of their life and yeah you know you don't get to see that it's like you know that's a yeah. huge part of that you have no idea about it's you know? so true because there there were things with my ex that I'm actually like when I saw like his his young 
youngest son was 18. And so mm-hmm. he was living with him for the time that I was dating him. And like, they had a good relationship. I don't know what his relationship was with his other two. It didn't seem to be as good. And I spent a lot of time with his son and like, I adored him. But the way it was hard, because I try not to like judge the parenting skills. But there were moments where yeah. I'm like, you're the dad, like, you need to like, insert self it like, that's not good. What just happened? You know, like you're the adult. Like it bothered me because it was like he was not playing the role of the adult. So it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to judge his parenting. It was more just like a your role is the parent. So you got right. to do that. Like didn't like that he didn't step it up a little bit more. Yeah, he needed to maybe have a reality check. Yeah, I, I like to somebody call somebody else. Yeah, I dated somebody else for like very casually, right? Like very, very casually. Uh-huh. But one of the big things is I was like, I, I don't, I don't like the kind of daddy is. Like I, he just didn't seem yeah. be, to be involved. And I was like, I don't like that. I was like, something, no. something weird is here. I don't know the whole story, but I knew enough to be like, some, there's a weird dynamic here that I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So I was in a relationship probably two years ago. It was, it wasn't like very long, but I would say I, we kind of fell for each other very quickly. I always wanted to, um, I always wanted to meet the kids and I never pushed it. Like I would always, you know, he would just be like, you know, like I would be on the phone with him all the time with his children and like, but I never met them. But the weird thing to think about, I still think about it to this day, Christmas Eve night, we got like the presents like already. So I like played the Santa role. And that was, that was something really hard to like, like compartmentalize and just be like, okay, Janae, like you're doing all this stuff, but you don't get to, you know, experience any of the aftermath of it. And it was like, it was really hard because like I sent him edible arrangement once with, you know, all the the fruit. And it was like, he brought it home and like his kids were eating it and he was like sending me pictures of the kids. It was kind of a mind fuck. It was like, it was like I was like minus one involved kind of. It was, it was a hard thing to deal with. But yeah, so I would say the scheduling was one of the hardest things when yeah. someone has children just um and then going back to our main topic of like red flags versus deal breakers um what is your opinion on someone that's like a um a workaholic quote-unquote like they're Mm. always working they don't make time for you um where do you where do you find that I think it depends on what stage of life they're in so I I do think that there is something to be said for different ages of that right because they're I think that once you hit a certain age if you're still in that stage of workaholic Mm -hmm. and you haven't been you're at a big enough job that you haven't been able to find a balance yeah then you're just using that as an excuse to like not prioritize other part it's just basically showing that finding a relationship isn't important to you so like I think if you're dating someone who is hustling and they're in their early 30s and they're workaholic and all that that's understandable, but they're probably also not in a stage of life where they're looking to settle down right that moment and get married if that's what their priority is. And I think that's an acceptable kind of time frame for that. I think if you hit that 40 mark and you're still in that stage of like workaholic, 
don't prioritize other things. Relationship, it's like, I want it, but I don't want to make it a priority and actually put the work into it. Then I Mm -hmm. think it's a red flag. And I think you need to run away because I think that person is probably never going to make you a priority. So so I, I, I do, I do think some of that, that workaholic thing, it comes up a lot, but I can justify it earlier in life than I can leave. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense of the age. I didn't even really think about that part yeah. of it, but yeah. I remember my, one of my exes, you know, he was work, he was like a recruiter. So he was like constantly on the clock. Like he'd come home at like 11 PM sometimes. And I'd be like, okay, like I understand, but like, hello, I haven't seen you in like yeah. how many ever days. And it was always like a hard thing to, you know, I knew he wanted to make the money. I love that he was motivated. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. huge, huge thing. Yeah. That I know a lot of people are looking for is, do they have goals? Are they ambitious? Do they have, you know, all their ducks in a row? Yeah. Do they have their career going? And I think that I was actually talking to one of my girlfriends about you know those types of things um because she was in a relationship that just ended and the reason why is because he had like zero goals you know he yeah yeah it's like women women want that but then they don't want to deal with the one who's like so ambitious so right it has to be the middle and it's hard because women have to remember that there is a reality to the, a different pressure in society, pressure mm-hmm. on men to provide and provide, to yeah. be this person, you know, like to hit that status. And not that women don't feel that in a certain way, but it is ingrained in men a, a little bit differently. Yeah. And, and I think that we have to remember that sometimes. I think where the red flag comes in is when you're dating someone who continues to use that as their excuse to not see you and then you see that they're doing all these other things or it's like you're busy at work but like when I'm with you and you're like your phone is always in your hand so how is it that you're so busy you're at your desk all day but you can't respond to a text message for that takes two seconds like so it's like you, you have to decide where you draw the line on it but I personally think that there's a couple of excuses that I see men use all the time and they need to find some better ones because I think the jig is up on these. Like we all, we women, we wised up and we know that these are BS when they say- Okay, let's hear them. (laughs) I got busy at work. I got busy at work. (laughs) Bullshit. Bullshit. You text all your bros back. I know you called your mom tonight. You're like, no, like, no. Right. So that I call BS on. It's okay if it happens once in a while, of course. But like when it's constant, like every other day, it's like- becomes a pattern. Oh, work was crazy. Work was crazy. Work was crazy. It's like, come on. My (laughs) job is just, I get, I make as much money. I had the relationship that I was like, I make as much money as you. I'm just as busy as you. I manage five times the amount of people as you. And yet I somehow can respond to your text message. So get your shit together. Like figure it out. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. Jig is up on that one. And really he was just like, he didn't feel like hanging out with me. He didn't, he didn't like me as much as I liked him. That was what it was. Right. And then I fell asleep. Oh my God. Yeah. Anytime a guy says that to you, it's just such a load of crap. Like, oh I was like there's a, there's a couple of things that all the time I'm like, please <laughs> I get that response. I'm like two o'clock in the afternoon, please. You're a grown man. You did not fall asleep. You did not fall asleep. Sleep last night. I was with you like calm. No, no. Oh. 
that's a good one actually because I have I've gotten that so many times. Yeah, no, it's, okay. yeah. it's like the Sorry. easiest things to say. I got busy at work. I fell asleep. Nobody can mm-hmm. argue with those things, right? Like, right. I just don't argue. I just say like that's such BS. I put that like right. in the mental file for like let's see if he uses it again in the next like month, and then I know it was a lie. Right, one hundred percent. That's 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 the worst. Yeah, really yeah. Is. There's there's a few. I probably have more if I think about them. There's things like over the years and like that's a good one though that's that's literally happened to me numerous times yeah yeah i took a nap i I fell asleep i'm like it's 6 p.m i don't what are you napping for what are we five we're not toddlers we don't nap we're adults like no (laughs) exactly 100 i feel like another good I don't know this one is tricky my girlfriend was talking to me and she said like cigarette drug use excessive drinking Mm. so in my opinion I mean I've had experiences with some of these and I think for me personally I I don't like cigarettes at all like not my thing so personally for me that is a deal breaker yeah um and I would say, you know, the drug use or excessive drinking also a deal breaker because I've definitely had some trauma like with those tor- types of mm-hmm. things. I think that those topics I would say could be a red flag or a deal breaker depending yeah. on the person. Yeah, I think I think it depends what's going on. Is it situational yeah. and they need help and if that's the case you don't need to be getting into a new relationship if you've been dating a while and it pops up then it's obviously a different story right but I, I definitely think if those things are there and they're apparent you have to decide what you want to deal with everybody gets a say right and definitely you're not there to save someone right you can certainly make a suggestion or say here's what I see and I'm not comfortable with it but I, yeah I think that there's deeper problems there and you're not the person to solve that probably like they need some help and assistance and yeah I mean I've dated the excessive drinker for sure I haven't had to deal with like drug use um but yeah I've dated the excessive drinker for sure and he was a real asshole (laughs) that's a really hard thing to deal with and like yeah yeah he he was great when he was sober I mean he wasn't great but he was good (laughs) yeah yeah, and that's the hard part. Like, in general, like, I mean, he's a guy who had, like, I mean, I won't say where he works, but, like, he had a pretty good big job, like, you know. Yeah. So he obviously could get his act together, like, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, because sometimes I would see how much he would drink on, like, a Tuesday night. And I'm like, I don't know how you're waking up for work. But that's how you right? know you're a functioning alcoholic, is because you're able to, like, show up and go to work at 9 a.m. after that. And I would drink oh, half that much and be like, oh my God, I'm so ill. Like, I just, I, I couldn't. Right. And he just was so used to that life. He just got really aggressive and like, not necessarily even with well, me. He was kind of mean sometimes, but a lot of right, times right. walk away and be like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm going to leave now. You, you went one past your limit with me. Like, you know, like you drank one beer yeah. too many and now... I'm going to go home. So you enjoy the rest of your night. But yeah, he just kind of turned in to an alter ego of himself. Yeah. And that's really good that you like said, all right, I'm removing myself from the situation. Cause it's like, in those types of situations, you can either do that or you can sit there and deal with it and probably be miserable and unhappy. Yeah. And it never um, ends well for you. So it's like, you right. always end up being the target in the end. So whether I, cause I, that happened a few nights, right? It's like, 
Well, he wasn't aggressive with me until I was the only one left standing. Right. He, he, he was physically, he's not like that. He would never lay a hand on like, you know, he wasn't like that. But a lot of times it wasn't even like verbal abuse. It was just like, I don't know what you're saying. Like it's gibberish. Like I don't know what you're talking about. Like, and he would tell these stories and I'm like, that's not true. You just made that up. Like that's where his drunkenness went to these like crazy ass stories of like, yeah, one time he called me, he's like, my mom died. I'm like, what? And then I realized how drunk he was. And I'm like, your mother's fine. I'm sure she's fine the next day. His mom did not die, but like he would go like crazy story. And it was like, cause he was trying to get my attention, trying to get me to like come wherever he was. So he would tell me something tragic. And I'm like, this is like after I stopped dating him, we were just like still like friends and we, I would talk to him and stuff. I'm like, I'm not your person for this anymore. No. Oh my God, that's wild. Yeah, he's in that job, but. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we all got that one ex or person we yeah. did. I mean, I still once in a while like text with him and stuff, and it's like kind of funny. Again, like sober is yeah. great. He has a great job and career. I used to love See? to talk to him about business and stuff, but like, no. It's hard <laughs> when there's that just one thing, like this person is like great. You know, they have a great personality, great job, great this, great that. And then it's just like that one thing, like, yeah. you know, the alcoholism or, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's a big know. one. Yeah, yeah. The the motivation level. Yeah. I've never <laughs> dated any like slackers. <laughs> well, that's. I, really hey, that, I've, I've, I don't know. I guess I eliminate those like fairly quickly. I, I've always known to be a, myself to be a pretty ambitious, like driven person. So I identify yeah. with those people. I don't, I don't think I would deal well with that. So that would be your deal breaker, not like yeah. the motivation level. Like, yeah, no I'm not interested in being anyone's like caretaker, sugar mama. No, no, you don't have to like, you know, I had a big corporate gig. Like you don't have to like make as much as me or be as successful or as driven. Yeah, It's fine. But like, you have to have some, right. Like I dated a, a teacher once, right? Like he wasn't making the same as me corporately, but he was still driven. Right. He was passionate about what he did. He loved the kids. And like, so it's that. It's like, I have to see that there's a passion and a love and that you want to be good at what you do. It, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't a financial thing for me, but yeah, I certainly don't want to be like the one waking up going to work every day. And then someone's just like, I promise I'll, you know, it's one thing if it's temporary and stuff, I understand that. Right. Yeah. I do want someone to be able to take care of themselves. I want to be in a relationship where we're two independent people who are choosing to spend life together. Not because like we need anyone to take care of us. I love that. And I feel like a lot of, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of women, you know, go into a relationship wanting to fix someone. Mm, like a fixer upper quote unquote I think and I'm I'll be the first to admit it I've done that so many times I've done it so many times and I've learned that through the years of dating of okay this person you know maybe they're maybe they're a cheater and I want to I want to prove that they're not going to be a cheater that's just a stupid example but something like that of like you know you want to make this person better and And motivate them to maybe get a new job or go to the gym or, but in reality, I feel like if that person, you know, you can talk about these things with people and like, oh, like, let's go to the gym together. Say if that's like an example, like, let's take a a gym date together or, you know, I don't know, just be exercise together. I feel like doing those things is really like, 
it's it's too much work especially if the person doesn't want to do that themselves like it's not your job right like your your job job is to take care of you right like your job is to fix you to make yourself better and if you want to go to the gym then go to the gym every day and after 30 days he's probably going to be like "Ooh, she's like getting pretty hot if i don't do something i'm gonna lose her and look at her going to the gym every day like i better get off my ass and go to the gym like that is going to be so much more meaningful than you telling someone every day that they should go to the gym right like so it's like you have to respect the person you're in relationship enough to let them decide what's best for them and at what time. Definitely. I like that a lot because I feel like us women, you know, we're naturally nurturers and caterers and, and and, I think most of us don't even know that we're entering into something, trying to fix someone. We don't even know it. That's so true. I mean, I've done that so many times and you know, I went to therapy like years ago and he was like, Janae, you need to stop getting those fixer upper guys. And I was like, what do you mean? Like I wasn't self-aware of that. And now I'm like, Mm-hmm. completely yeah, aware of doing it yeah. right and I mean that's kind of I mean in my opinion dating is kind of like a uh what do you call that trial and error trial and error thank you I was like it <laughs> yeah. really is like I like I've dated the you know the guys with the children I've dated I've dated long distance. That was, that had its own struggles and difficulties. Um, Like, I feel like I've, I've definitely experienced so many different situations and even just like, I don't know, just going on dates with people. You literally learn so much about people. It's, it's, I feel like it's such an interesting thing. So let me ask you this. So you're on, you're on a first date with a guy. What is, or like, I guess in your past, you're on a first date with a guy. What's something that you, would say is like a like a a deal breaker like you're talking you're in conversation they talk about this one thing and you're like instantly I'm done absolutely not I have to tell you I lead with my I'm like deeply intuitive and I pick up on people instantly and I think just years of like being around people and just really observant and the number one thing is something that they don't even say it's just Mm -hmm. what I feel and it comes across is like the pessimistic or negativity you can say it like I can feel it from so far away like like even in the conversation I have with this guy last night I'm like yeah no (laughs) like I just know so it's like not necessarily anything they they say right away it's just Mm -hmm. the tone the undertone really quite frankly of the stories they tell or kind of like comments they make or the way they describe their boss or the way they describe their friend. You know, it's like when you feel, it's like a constant undertone of like dissatisfaction with life. That's <laughs> that a good my, way to put it. My number one deal breaker is people who always just are like, nothing is good enough, more, 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 like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, if you can't figure out how to be happy, like we can't do life together, let alone a second. Like, no, I, there's no second date needed here. So right, right. I had an interesting, I had a walking date with this guy. This was like during COVID, right? Because it was a walking date. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't dating a ton because I had been through a breakup, I don't know, a month before COVID like shut down to begin with. So I was kind of recovering during a lot of that stage and work was crazy busy. So it must have been like after I left my corporate gig, it was probably like August or September. I went on a walking date with this guy who I met on a dating app and we were not 15 minutes into the walk and we were on this like loop. So you couldn't get off of it. You had to like go the whole freaking loop or I would have gotten off the 
loop after like 10 minutes. So we're on the loop and all of a sudden he said something and just like every, we were talking about like dating and experiences and like everything was just like, and he finally said something and I was like, gosh, and I tried to be really nice about it, but I was like, it's a really condescending way to look at it or not cynical. I'm not, I'm sorry, not condescending. I called him cynical. Yep. Well, that was clearly a trigger for him. And I should have not used the word. Clearly, I'm not the first one who's told him that because it was a real trigger. I got a very, if I thought he was cynical then, man, did I get a reaction from him. Finally, by the end of the date, he's like, I get it. I don't check your Katherine Heigl checklist. Like, I was like, I don't even know what the hell that is. But no, you don't. Uh, <laughs> I was like, and I and he's like well you don't even know me you don't know like who I am and where that comes from I'm like I don't you're like I don't want to yeah I go I'll be honest I don't think you have to know someone for me to read instantly that you were clearly very cynical about your dating life and and I and I'm sorry because I know it comes from the fact that you've had all these experiences it just that doesn't work for me because no, I right. still think there's some something out there for me and I'm not going to let all the bad shitty guys I've dated affect me having a conversation with you so that's on you (laughs) that's a that's a good point because I feel like I, I don't know I've been in certain situations where you know you go into the date and it's like that exact feeling it's like it's nothing that they technically say, but it's like, you can tell the way they're speaking of stories or people. It's like the negative connotation of like, I don't like the way you're even describing like Mm -hmm. your friend in the story of your vacation Mm -hmm. that you went on. And I'm sure people can, can use that in their dating and just kind of think of that in the back of your head. Depends on what you're looking for, right? Like it depends on who you are. That's who I am. And it doesn't work for me. So I just moved into this building. was a very handsome neighbor. And I was talking to him one day. And of course, already like the little older lady that lives on the corner wants to set me up with him. And I'm like, I already met him. He's not like, and she's like, he's very handsome. And I'm like, I know. I was having a 10 minute conversation with him. It was about my move, right? And he was then telling me about his moving experience. And it was terrible. It wasn't great. His movers weren't good. And he's like, and I went, you know, I went on their website and he was telling me what it got to be a good story. And he was like, I went on their website and wrote this like really bad review and blah, blah, blah. And like thought like, oh, we were bonding over this moving story. And all that displayed to him is like, no, thank you. I want nothing to do with that. I worked in the service industry for 18 years. And if you have enough time on your hands to actually go into this small business and write this nasty review that's going to affect their sales and affect their customer. Like, I was like, I don't have time for you. I don't blame you. I was like, go do something productive with your life. Like really that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. You have your stuff. They're in your apartment. I see them right now. Like it's, Oh, I just that I don't is... deal with those people. Like, I don't want the people that are writing bad reviews on Yelp. Like, I just, it's not for me. It's a turnoff. It's, yeah. I don't like that either. It's like, if you have the time and energy and like mm-hmm. the anger yeah. to go and do that, especially for a small bit, I mean, even, yeah. even a small, just, like, it restaurant. It was the dumbest anything. thing. And I think, and I'm sure it was justified. The moving experience sounded really crappy and I'm sure he paid a lot of money. It was justified. But right, to me, right. that's a signal for other things. And I'm like, so every time you're angry at bad service, am I going to have to be embarrassed sitting there when you ask for the manager? I'm like, oh. I was that manager for a really long time and I don't. No. 
<laughs> yeah. See, you know, you know it from all the different yeah. angles. Yeah. And yeah, I that is that's a no go. There for you me. go. That's like, my number one deal breaker. That's Negative, a good one. Angry, cynical guys. <laughs> I like that though. I mean, I don't know. I just try to always be like, have a really positive outlook. And sometimes, you know, you have that day where you're like, I don't want to be positive today. Like maybe I, you know, you have a bad day, right? And I feel like I always just try to put myself in check. My boyfriend is actually really good at like, like if I'm having a negative moment, like he kind of tries to reel me in and be like, no, Jenna, like it's fine. Everything's going to be okay. And vice versa. And like having even like my girlfriends do that to me, like, and I'll do that to them. Like if they're complaining about something or whatever the case may be, it's like, you know what? It's going to be okay. Life is fine. This little thing that's happening, you know what? We're going to move past it and we're going to get through it. And it's just my personal yeah. outlook on life. I just I, always I look at the good things, you know? Yeah. And I, I think it's okay to have the bad everybody has the bad moments it's like sitting right. in those bad moments and stewing and then actually like taking action from yeah. the bad moments that's where like I draw a line like mm-hmm. I mean I've had them you know we all have crazy moments and like things I've, oh, I've had some things but you know for the most part they were justified no right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, we all don't, we all don't cheat on me, and then I won't show up and go off on you with your new girlfriend sitting there. <laughs> oh, girl, I did that too. <laughs> I don't feel bad. I still don't regret that. <laughs> I actually, I thought about that the other day. That was probably over ten years ago now. But some of those things, I'm like, wow, like that yeah. really, like yeah. that was really horrible. Cheating yeah. is just that's a yeah cheating and lying actually uh, I well, mean they're the same you know they one in the same it's like if you're a liar you're a cheater or if you're a cheater you're a liar right yeah I, um, I think those I are think it's necessary right. you know it's like we're just dating we've been dating six months like just break up with me like you don't have to keep dating me like right yeah yeah I, I would I, rather I, be heartbroken and know the truth than to be cheated on and then having to you know deal with the the aftermath of the the emotional yeah yeah you know not being okay with it and being hurt, I always find know. that like after you know the fact like I've never like stayed with anyone that you know or like kept dating someone yeah that I found those things out about but yeah it's just you know all that stuff it does a lot of damage and people it I people would take responsibility for the fact that when you mm-hmm. choose to get into a relationship with someone you are responsible for their feelings that are a result of your actions right and it's like you have to take a responsibility in some of that and it does a lot of damage and a lot of damage that causes some serious repercussions and mm-hmm. I just wish people would realize that yeah it is it's a tough one and and I think that for example my first relationship like in high school I got cheated on so that's kind of how I started my dating. Mm. So I'll always think back on that. And it, it's yeah. a mind fuck. It's like, yeah. even though it was so long ago, it's still to this day, I'm like, it fucking hurt. And like, I, you know, the trust issues sometimes, yeah. like that's a hard thing afterwards of like, there's always those people that they still take the person back after, you know, they've been cheated on so many times. And that's also like, yeah. it's it's sad because I, I feel like I've, seen that happen to certain people and it's like they're so hurt and they're so I don't know how to say this nicely but they obviously need to have some self-care and and really find themselves and feel confident within themselves to you know 
probably yeah. in yeah. that situation. Yeah. I mean, um, people have to learn their lessons on their own terms, you know, yeah. and it, it is hard to watch friends and stuff make those decisions. But I think we all have to like respect that people get to decide what's going to happen in their lives. And it, it's hard. You just can't control it either way. Right. Like you can, right. you can put up a fight and you can say what you think, and I think that if there's real harm happening, then you should, if you're a good friend, say what you see is happening. Definitely. But you also have to learn when to shut up and just support your friend too, you know? I know. That's, I listened to this podcast called Girls Gotta Eat. I don't know if you Oh, yeah, yeah. I listened to them. Yeah. Oh, I am obsessed with them. So I think one of their more recent podcasts, like, kind of talked about that. And, yeah. Like, I did how hear that hard one. It, hard it is to like compartmentalize like the feelings of the aftermath and and just like really taking your emotions and and really like understanding them and it's it's definitely a it's definitely a hard situation to overcome but yeah um just having your support system I feel like that's a huge huge like my support system is everything you know like yeah that's who I go to in every single situation and just, um, you know, depending on them, but also, you know, taking into consideration. They can give me advice, but at the end of the day, you're going to make your own decision. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I think you never want to be that friend that it's like, oh, they end up marrying the guy and you were the one that was like, you got to leave them. Right. <laughs> so oh, like, yeah. You know, I had a friend and, you know, she decided to go back to someone, but eventually things happen again. And she did it on her own timeline and she left him and, you know, like mm -hmm. she had to get to that. Like no one was going to force her to do that. And I just, I didn't love it, but I'm like, it's, you're a big girl. You're a smart right. girl. Like I got to respect your decision here. I'm yeah. Like, that's a hard thing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, you know, going to be mean to him. I'm not going to ignore him. Like all of our other friends do. It's like, if you're, choosing to be in a relationship with him that I'm still gonna like be civil nice to me I'm like I don't really appreciate his presence in general but you know there's there. nothing I can do I care more about my friend than I do about being rude to him so 100% you just you know yeah like, like they were saying like you know you can acknowledge the person is there but you don't have to like be talking their ear off you know just yeah. kind of supporting your friend and being there for them but also you know how or they know how you feel about that person and that's definitely a hard I feel like that's a hard thing to be able to express your feelings to, about your friend if they're you know asking for it or the yeah. situation presents itself that's definitely a hard thing to grasp it's like all right how do I tell my girlfriend that I don't think that her boyfriend or husband is you know right for her or whatever the case may be you know yeah i I, I did it once and that friend doesn't speak any to us. It was a group of friends and like, we never heard from her again. So ever since then, I'm like, you know what? I have to respect that people have to make their own decisions. Like right. it's not my now, is she Is she still with that person? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. We just aren't friends with her. So, you know, I think uh, she is. I'm pretty sure she is. Yeah. That's wild. That's, yeah. that's, I mean, that's a tough one for sure. Cause it's like, you want the best for your friends, you know? Yeah. I like, still, I wish her nothing but happiness. I just, she was a lot of drama anyway. So I think it was fine to let her exit right. my life and my other best friend's lives. But See, that, um, that happens too, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it was probably for the best for everyone involved. I have one friend that definitely 
has took it a lot harder. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're, that, she's still with that guy. So it's wild. Yeah, yeah. And even after all of you guys were like, <laughs> yeah. all right, well, yeah, I think okay. I want to play a game with yeah, you. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So this game is called This or That. So you just okay. get to whichever choice that you feel okay. that okay. you like best. Okay. So first one, pizza or pasta? Pizza. Pizza. Mm -hmm. Hard ice cream or soft serve? Soft serve, but only vanilla with sprinkles on it. That's like really- Yum. I love it. Yeah. Sweet or savory? I like to mix both, sweet and savory together. Oh my gosh, I do too. Love it. That's a good one. You know, I'm not a creature of habit. So that kind of stuff is like a, it depends on my mood. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, sometimes I, I did like, eat like a whole bag of licorice today. It was a small bag, a really small bag, but yeah. Sometimes I like to eat something chocolatey and then immediately after have salt. Yeah. Like, well, I like, something. you know, lived in Chicago for so long. So when you get the corn, you get the Chicago mix, you get the caramel corn and the cheese corn mixed together. Oh, so it's like, that's like the perfect. Perfect combo. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Pancakes or waffles? Neither. Neither? Hate. Don't like them either. Oh, okay. I do like French toast. Okay. But I am not into pancakes or waffles. Like, I would never order them on a menu anywhere. Are you like an eggs, bacon kind of gal? Again, like, like I'm not a creature of habit for breakfast either. Um, That's fair. But yeah, I definitely, like, if I'm at a restaurant for breakfast, I definitely go with, like, an egg type thing. Sometimes French toast. But yeah, no, I I don't, I'm not a big pancake waffle fan. No. I would say I personally like pancakes better than waffles. But they're, you know, they're both. If I had to choose, I probably would choose waffles. Okay. Because they have a little more texture to them. Yes. I know. I actually, yeah. They're nice and crispier. Yeah. Um, Would you rather money or free time? Free time. Free time. Love it. Definitely. Would you rather live in an amusement park or live in a zoo? Oh my gosh. What a good question. An amusement park. And why? I I would love the zoo, but I couldn't sleep there. No, with the animals. Oh, that's a good point. No, I wouldn't be able to sleep. That's a good I'd be point. too afraid. <laughs> right, like an elephant walking next to you? Yeah, the lion got out. No. <gasps> yeah, so amusement park. Uh, love it. All right, uh, next one is a personal massage therapist or a personal chef? Like for me or to be one? Yes, for you. Okay. A personal chef. I do not like massages. Okay. I, I would love a personal chef. I could yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I like to cook, but like to have someone make me like really like good, healthy, balance me. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, right. right. And right. I don't love to be like, I don't love massages. It, I'm not patient enough to sit through a massage. Relaxing is like not, that's, that's not how I relax. Hey, that's fair. Everyone's yeah. got their own self care, yeah. right? I also hate getting like manicures and pedicures. I'm like, can you hurry this up, please? Just quickly. <laughs> Yeah. That's so funny. Um, next one is, would you rather online shop or in-person shop? This one might be hard. This is so hard. Oh, um, <laughs> it's hard because it's complex. So like that's true. most I things I would rather just get it online and get it delivered. 
Mm-hmm. But like if I was going to like a Nordstrom to buy something like fun and special like shoes or beauty, I want to be in person for that. But like yes. all your day-to-day stuff, like you're shopping and, you know, I just want to order stuff and have it delivered. So I guess I'd say online overall. Online. Yeah. yeah. The convenience outweighs that like oh, touch and feel. It's unbelievable. I mean, I would agree. I like buying certain things online, but then I... Like, I'll buy clothes online. Yeah. Like, if there's, like, a, a deal going on or something or if I, I don't know, need something. But for the most part, I love, like, in-person shopping. Yeah. Like, clothes and stuff like that, like you were saying. Like, I just... stuff. I don't love going to the mall. <laughs> yeah. It's a hassle. <laughs> So yeah, more of I like don't a love going, agent. and then like when you have to like run errands, you go. All these, I don't like going from store to store to store. store, to store. Like, yeah. Wish everything That's was all in totally one fair. Yeah, and I feel like every time I go to a mall, it's like you park in one section, and then you have to walk. Yeah, it's just too. Big. And then what if you can't find the store? What if you're on the wrong floor? I'm like, can you just like give me a map? It's crowded. Like right, the parking. I, I also worked at the mall for 18 years. Technically, my office was in a mall. Yeah. I'm like, no, get me out of the mall. That, that's understandable. <laughs> Um, all right. Next one is, would you rather be able to have the ability to read minds or have the ability to fly? Read minds. Okay. I feel like, I feel like people would hate that after a while, (laughs) but give me that. Like, was that Jacob's skill? Like he could like read my, you know, like hear thoughts and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. That is no, not not Jacob Edward, right? Edward, in Twilight, Edward. Yeah, I haven't seen that in so long. In Twilight, oh. yeah. Like I just want to hear like the snippets. Like I don't need everything, but that's true. That's a good you know one. how much time and like effort and heartbreak it would have saved me if I could have just like read the mind that the liar was the liar, <laughs> right? And he's really not the person he says he is. Oh, oh, he he is not where he said he was. Okay, good. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, would you rather watch a comedy movie or a drama? Movie? Drama. Drama. Yeah, always drama. If I'm gonna um, like watch something, I want it to be like interesting and like intri- like, like it intrigues good. you and keeps <laughs> you focused. Yeah. 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 Do you prefer roses or sunflowers? Roses, but not red. I like pink. Oh, I love or pink. Or sterling, which are like the purpley ones. Yeah, those are yeah. super pretty. Yeah. I like sunflowers. So I, They're pretty, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would prefer roses. I'm a classic. Too. Yeah. Me too. Definitely. I know you've traveled some. So yeah. would you rather go to Europe or Hawaii? Europe. Yeah. I've never been to Hawaii. I want to go, but I've been to like lots of other exotic destinations. I am a beach girl through and through. So that seems odd, yes. but I think I'd choose Europe over Hawaii. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Europe. I've never been to Europe. One day I'll go. Yeah. Huh, I went my very first like by myself trip was to Paris for New Year's. Amazing. And I just went by myself. That's amazing. And I wasn't dating someone when I booked the trip, but then I started dating someone by the time I went on the trip. And I was like, well, I'm going to Paris for New Year's, so you have fun. <laughs> I love that. You know what? I love that because you 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 didn't say, Oh, I wanna I wanna go with you. You stuck to your plan. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love that. I Good was like, you. you could come. I mean, not really, but I thought it was a nice gesture. I was like, that's exactly what I would have done. I was just offering. (laughs) 
Hey, that's that's nice of you, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. where where in Europe would you want to go? Next on my list is Italy. I we're at, for my fortieth birthday, which was this year. My friends and I we were all we wanted to go and do this trip to Tuscany and like some different places in Italy. Um, but obviously COVID hit, so that didn't happen. So maybe like age 42 we'll go. So that's next on my list. And then in Ireland. So I would like to do like an Ireland, maybe Scotland type trip. I've been to London. I've been to Paris. That's really, I guess, all I've been in Europe. So I have a lot of spots I still want to get to. I'd like to go next time to a place where I actually go to like three locations, three countries and like a couple and spend two weeks. So that's what I want to do. Cause I want like, if I'm going, I want to do multiple different countries yeah. different sightseeing and stuff that's definitely what i would want to yeah. do like i would say in a couple of years i'll go to europe i've been to hawaii once i actually went alone technically but my best friend got married there oh no. so it was like you know the wedding type of thing but i stayed in my own hotel like it was amazing I yeah yeah highly recommend and i'm, I'm actually i know i mean i'd love to go to hawaii too i was like you know I went to Bali yeah. two years ago. Like, I got my fill of like beautiful. Okay, we need to have a separate conversation just about Bali because I, that's probably my maybe number one or number two place I want to go. Yeah, I went for two weeks with, um, I met up with 13 strangers and went on a group travel trip with a bunch this of This is strangers. amazing. Yeah. Wow. Great. Great. I think we need to have a whole other podcast and like vacation. Yeah, stuff. anytime. I want to hear about that. That sounds amazing and yeah, that sounds like was. a cool like experience I'm sure you learned a lot yeah I I've traveled cool. all of my trips pretty much have been alone solo I love it yeah girl after my own heart I love it yeah okay so next one is would you rather go on like an activity date such as you know like bowling or I don't know whatever um or a picnic date oh god no activity I mean I don't want to go bowling necessarily but activity I'm not like I don't want to sit on a blanket in a park like that's not happening I also don't want to go on a coffee date versus you buying me a cocktail but somehow how'd you know my next question somehow I'm going on one I think tomorrow although he hasn't messaged me back I'm like you asked me out so like confirm where we're going no way so yeah, fun. I'm like, I'm really against coffee dates, but it's hard to be like on an app, be like, I'm against coffee dates. Cause then yeah, you do sound a little diva-ish, right? So I'm trying <laughs> right, to be right. a little more casual about my style here. Wait, but so no. now let me ask you this. Have you been on a coffee date before? Yes. And they're always terrible. Like so boring. Oh, okay. So boring. I, yeah. I'm, am I sitting in this quiet coffee shop while people are like journaling on their computers? Like, no. <laughs> No, it can be a we weird setting. We a bar next door where we can sit here and like watch the people and bartender. And you know, no, I need a little more, a little more action. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the the I only had one coffee date. It was very short, which I think can be See? a good thing. That's why people ask you to coffee so that they're not committing more than a half an hour of their time, if necessary. Oh. That's, That's I just, true. I hate that coffee date. The, the people that ask you on those are people who don't want to commit to a real date. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, that's my very forward opinion to everyone listening here. No coffee. Yeah. 
I mean, my coffee date that I experienced, it was it was okay, but the weird thing was, so, like, when I went into it, I was like, okay, we're going to get coffee and maybe, like, a, a scone or, you know, something. Yeah. We didn't yeah. eat anything. And then when my drink yeah. was done, I was like, I think like, I pretended. Thanks for buying drink. my $3 cocktail here, okay? Right? Yeah. So, what about a brunch date? Would you be, like, brunch date versus dinner date? I'm sure dinner would probably be more. You know, there are a few things that I'm a little traditionalist about. Yeah, so dinner date. I feel like brunch is for the girls. Dinner's for my dates. Like, I I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, if I'm dating you, fine. It's a first date. Right? Like, if we're dating, and, you know, second or third date, okay. That's totally fine. Yeah. No. That's fair. I don't know. I guess for me, like later in the day, I'm, I'm better, yeah. my mind is more on dating later in the day. <laughs> That's true, true. Because I know you have to like get ready. I don't right know. Yeah, like I, was like, I was like, I don't know. First thing in the morning, I can't get focused on <laughs> it. <laughs> I know. That's how my mind was too. And then my, I had a brunch date once. 30 minutes late to the date. I was sitting there alone at the table. Like, is this kid blowing me off? I was mortified. Yes. Thankfully. Oh, okay. Like like, 15 minutes, you get up and walk out. (laughs) Oh girl. I had another, so this is a brunch date. I had another situation where he didn't even show up. I got completely stood up. He was like, okay, like I'll be there in 30 minutes. And I was there for 30 minutes. And I seriously was like, fuck this i'm walking out and he never texted me after that ever oh just yeah. completely so you I'm know what sorry. i did that's terrible it was horrible i was like this is the first time i ever got stood up i was so mad and you know what i did i freaking took myself out for a drink after by myself yeah. i was like i'm going out yeah. i look cute i am going to have a find someone else to buy you that cocktail yeah <laughs> right and then my last one, I think I already know the answer. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs. Yeah, dogs. I, of I love Sorry, dogs. I mean, cats are great for other people, just not me. Not me. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I have, I have little Pippa, my French bulldog. So. <sighs> So cute. I love dogs. We're yeah. actually getting a dog in November and I cannot wait. Aww. Yeah. Good so. luck. That puppy stage. You want to give him back I, a few times. I know. Definitely. Yeah. Well, this was so yeah, much fun. So fun. I had so much fun with you and thank you for joining me on this podcast. Thanks for having me. But all my listeners know where they can connect with you. Yes. So I am on Instagram. I am at the Beloved Blonde Podcast. I also have my coaching and personal and business account at Amy Elizabeth Co. Or you can visit my website, www.amyelizabethco.com. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amy. It was a pleasure. Great being here. And for all of my followers, you know where to find me at My Naked Mindset on Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Google, podcasts, all of the things. And please rate and review. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.